You're listening to Fit Focused Female. We are passionate about health, fitness, and well-being. We want to empower you to make better life choices and offer support and advice for living your best life. Episodes will feature hacks and tips on women's health, complementary therapy, nutrition, and fitness. Please welcome your host, Sharon Morrow. Hello and welcome to the show. Today we are going to be talking about testosterone. Now often when I say this word it can be perceived as a male hormone. You know we can have that image in our mind of a man strutting around in just a pair of speedos looking all muscular and brown and tanned. However far from it because females do need this hormone at menopause. We do need this hormone it is linked to our metabolism so it's really important in the body. So I'll just break down what the role of testosterone is throughout the show But before I do that, I just want to tell you a little bit more about where it is made in the body, where it comes from, and and how we can sort of save this hormone, how we can keep it functioning correctly. As females, we produce it in the ovaries and it is made from cholesterol. Now, this is why it's really important to have fat in your diet. When I talk about fat, I'm talking about good fat, you know, like avocados, oily fish, nuts, seeds, fat that is monosaturated fat. Um, fat even if it is saturated fat like butter it's a good type of fat so often I think of a low fat diet and the impact that has on cholesterol but remember when we're talking about cholesterol there's two types you've got your good cholesterol which is HDL cholesterol and then you've got your bad cholesterol which is LDL so high density lipoprotein is the good low density lipoprotein is the bad And we want to get the balance right, so we want to have more good cholesterol than we do bad cholesterol. And again, that depends on diet and lifestyle. You know, if you're eating a whole food diet that has got good fats, it's balanced, and that you're eating meat that is sourced well, then you're going to have a better cholesterol level. Testosterone is also made in the adrenals from DHEA. This is a bit of a tongue twister, but that stands for dehydropiandrosterone. So we will just refer back to DHEA. Now, sadly, we start to lose testosterone after menopause, and there are also some other factors that can have an impact on it, that being HRT, birth control, and certain types of training. For example, long-distance running. You know, studies show that the effect on testosterone is negative. You know, it was one of the reasons that I gave up long-distance running. I kind of said to myself, I've done that now. I've done that. I've done my marathons. Let's just move on to different types of training. To be honest, it probably felt more like an excuse for me, but I was happy with that. So deficiency of testosterone and DHEA are quality of life threatening conditions, meaning that when you are deficient in testosterone or DH or and DHEA, there will be a quality of life that you will start to notice certain conditions and you will start to to notice certain things that actually are quite debilitating. For example, You might find that your metabolism slows down, so it is harder for you to manage your weight. Your bone density and bone health might change. So, you know, the risk of osteoporosis, we know that that increases at perimenopause onto postmenopause. We know that it is highly prevalent in females, just put purely based on a hormonal landscape that's changing. Now, the role that testosterone plays within the body, again, it's important for breast health and fertility. Also sex drive, so you might be feeling low libido. You might also be finding that your periods are shorter and lighter. Often that indicates that you are androgen dominant. 
So androgen dominant is something that happens when at perimenopause, if your hormonal landscape kind of shifts more towards testosterone, the male hormones, dominantly male hormones, you know, not saying it's completely because we do produce them, just not at a rate that a man does. So this is how it can begin to affect your menstrual cycle. Polycystic ovaries is also another symptom that could potentially be related to deficiency in testosterone, but also being more androgen dominant as well with the hormonal landscape. So we can see that they are. it is really important to have testosterone within the body because the symptoms of losing it or being deficient mean that often we can, we can suffer with symptoms like chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia. You know, fibromyalgia is just achy joints. It's like the arthritis of the muscles. You can have a decrease in muscle mass and it is linked also to depression. There are some aspects of being deficient in testosterone that is also very much like being deficient in progesterone or we can link them to the decline in progesterone as well. You know, it's a bit of a double whammy when we're losing progesterone and we're losing testosterone as well because that can increase the risk and chance of depression or low mood. And often this is why we have adrenal fatigue or we have feelings of low energy which then can start this vicious circle of we've got no energy we want to sleep more or crave sugary foods or the opposite of you know we often soothe don't we with food or we forget about exercise because we don't feel the best so it's that cycle of knowing that actually if we just look at changing one or two things we need to break the cycle and break the habits so that we can get into a good training routine and I would really stress that exercise is absolutely essential. We know this. This is non-negotiable. We do need exercise at third age. But, you know, be careful of how you choose it. It certainly needs to be something that is weight-bearing, but enjoyable at the same time because, you know, the disruption to hormones if you're stressed and then just adding exercise on top of it is just going to rev the stress engine. So pick your exercise that is something that is nourishing for your body, but also your mind as well. So this is why when I say weight-bearing exercises, it doesn't mean that you have to sleep under the squat rack. You can do Pilates. That's quite a strength-based class. You know, you're lifting your body weight. Yoga the same or any kind of conditioning class where you're using bands, TRX. You know, try something new, try something different because you might find that there are plenty of other options that you haven't tried but actually you really enjoy. Now, even though I mentioned previously that we lose testosterone after menopause, that's just generally because not all women do lose their testosterone and androgen levels. Some rise. In most cases, if we look at how stress affects our hormonal landscape and affects the adrenal function. So, you know, if we have chronic stress, adrenal fatigue or depletion then the chances are testosterone and DHEA will decrease so I think it's really important to look at lifestyle aspects you know such as managing your stress or taking up a practice that helps you manage your stress better and calms your mind so that could be anything from like meditation or a hobby you know, I remember when I was training, doing one of my training courses, we talked about this a lot. And one of the factors that we had to do, each individual person had to bring in something that was to, um, I guess, engage the parasympathetic nervous system, meaning that we were to try and pull ourselves in out of fight or flight and give ourselves a challenge of finding a new hobby that was 
therapeutic to the mind. And one of the girls, she bought in a, a knitting set, you know, and it's something that I never have done before. Oh my gosh, it was amazing because I was just totally and utterly focused on the technique and it was so therapeutic. You know, at that moment in time, I was absolutely lost within learning this technique or creating something. So crafting is a really good idea to help with mindfulness. Addressing our stress situation or addressing our stress response is one of the best things that you can do for all of your hormones, not just testosterone. Therefore, looking at the decline and the link to the decline in libido, is it because it is due to decreased estrogen or testosterone or is it adrenal fatigue? Could it be all three? You know, there's certainly studies that are looking at all these aspects of why we do start to lose sex drive or we, we, we do start to have a lowered libido. And it could be all of these aspects. But, you know, we can't just brush that aside because that can affect everything from relationships to our own mental well-being as well as physical. And if we are talking about ways that we can lower our stress response and do things that engage the parasympathetic nervous system, then sex is certainly up there with it. You know, not just with a partner, with yourself if you are single. So it's all part of mindfulness. It's all part of lowering stress response. And I guess that kind of focus on self-care, that inner journey into yourself and almost unpicking things from our lifestyle that don't serve us anymore and bringing in the things that do serve us. So how can you increase testosterone naturally? You know, we've spoken about that just a moment ago, but it is definitely strength training. But when you are strength training, look at particular movement patterns that you're doing. For example, we want to be pushing. You know, think of press ups or pushing a bench pressing, pulling, rowing, lunging, squatting. These exercises are quite functional. You know, lunging represents that forward propulsion movement of walking, squatting, which is getting in and out of a chair, getting on and off the toilet, bend to extension, bending down, tying your shoes, functional movements, things that make you tilt, swing, rotate, drag, balance. So we can start to incorporate exercises that are functional, but also fun at the same time. Balancing and dragging, certainly just throwing a medicine ball up, as exhausting as that is, it also is therapeutic and it also can be fun if you're doing it in a group environment. Certainly when we do our sessions at the studio and when I'm doing like a semi-private session, I want to put something in there that is fun, engaging, creates a little bit of camaraderie, but also is has a challenge aspect to it as well. So just to round up regarding testosterone, let's just look at what we've spoken about here. Exercise, in particular strength training, is going to be increasing testosterone naturally. There are aspects that lower testosterone like long distance running or long distance or steady state cardio. So look at swapping out. If you're the kind of person that always does cardio exercise like running and cycling and it's long distance, could you swap a few of those sessions per week to add in some strength training? Pilates, all those exercise movement patterns that I've just mentioned. Think about your energy levels and also your mental health at the same time, because often those two are linked. So there's certainly some room here that we need to increase our practices of mindfulness. You know, can you can you create any space in your day for this? And if you're the kind of person that's like, no, absolutely not. I'm a busy person. I can't fit 10 minutes of meditation or mindfulness practice in my day. Then that's exactly the reason why you need to. And finally, your hormonal landscape might be switching to more androgen dominance. 
So this is where you're going to be experiencing lighter, shorter periods. You might notice things like increased facial hair. Polycystic ovary syndrome is something that I mentioned earlier. And you also might start to notice the condition of your skin changing. So you might get bouts of acne as well. These are all symptoms of being androgen dominant and there are change in hormonal landscape. So my advice here is just to notice what's going on and also remember you are going through the change and every female experiences this differently. So it's just about not really comparing your symptoms to somebody else, but just having the knowledge to know that actually this is probably what's going on. Can I do this to alter it or slow it down or change it? Can I change my lifestyle? Can I look at what my HRT is or the birth control that I'm taking? So think about aspects like that that you might be able to just research a little bit more into and try and get additional help that way so that you can make a better decision based on your symptoms and if you need to ask me any questions or get in touch please do my email is sharon at newdimensionsfitness.co.uk and I'm also going to put some links down below on the show notes to my website which is helpmymenopause.com so plenty of blogs on there and the other podcasts are on there And also, I have a digital course where we talk about every aspect of menopause. So this digital course is a 12-week program. We look at nutrition first, we biohack that, and we're looking at the best diet at menopause, perimenopause. And then we go on to uncover different aspects of well-being at third age. So we've got everything in there from pelvic floor dysfunction to breast health, brain health, gut health. We're looking at toxic loads, xenoestrogens, stress on the body. It's all in there and each little topic is over a week. So it's not too much information that is bombarded to you. It's just delivered and given to you on daily lessons so that you can you can take it on board and you can learn that way and you've always got the information to go back to. Now this program is probably one of the biggest ones that I've done in terms of well-being because there is so much content in it And if you subscribe and you take on this digital course, you get all the updates that I add to it. Because I find that there's so many things that are changing and being, you know, there's so much research that we have that things are changing and evolving all the time. So when when I'm educating and when I'm also learning from my educators regarding third age, I'm adding it to this content as well. So, you know, it is a program that if you invest in, you are always going to get the updates continually from me so that you can refer back to it. And it's almost like a little education series as well as a well-being series as well. Like I say, that information is in the show notes below. It's helpmymenopause.com. Thank you for listening. We are going to do another podcast next time, which is all about thyroid. You've been listening to Fit Focused Female with Sharon Morrow. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review.